Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky, over-the-counter, or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hopp with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals. Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly opportunity to interact with you. Send your questions to radioprogram at AOL.com. I'm with Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in residence. And Layla, cue us up for the next question. This is from Helle in Denmark. Oh. Hi, and Helle from Denmark. It's from Lene. Helle, is, Helle means, I guess, hello. Hi, oh. and Helle from Denmark. My daughter has suffered from severe SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. She's had several antibiotic treatments, which helps, but SIBO returns after a few months. Last spring, she took both antibiotics and candibactin BR. She can't tolerate oh, candibactin AR at all. They have that in Denmark? Yeah. Cool. Very cool. And the SIBO disappeared completely. In February 2021, she needed antibiotics again for SIBO, and we supplemented with one candibactin BR pill twice a day for 90 days. She's doing fine. The SIBO is gone. My question is, is it okay for her to keep taking one candibactin BR pill twice a day for maintenance? That means she will continue to take the candibactin BR permanently? Let's talk about what that is. Yes. Uh, candibactin BR, it's a uh, uh, made by, um, uh, was it orthomolecular? Orthomolecular or metagenics? Metagenics. I think it's orth- orthomolecular. Okay, we can look that up. Yeah, but anyway, it's uh, it's it's available through Fullscript. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's available in Denmark, but they managed to source it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of a system, BR and AR. Yes, uh, which are uh, and the BR has things like berberine, which helps to clean up the gut uh, from metagenics. Uh, metagenics. Mm-hmm. Metagenics. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, the idea is that it's CANDA, which is antifungal, but it's yes. also antibacterial. So it's these natural botanicals suppress the growth of bacteria and fungus, mm-hmm. and can be very. Your berberine traditionally used a lot for diarrhea. Yes. Uh, so why is that? Because it reduces the proliferation of bad bacteria. Yeah. It's it's uh, got you know berberine has the same uh, ingredient. I mean, it's it's actually in the past it was extracted from uh, golden seal. Now it's extracted from Oregon grape root, which is mm. a less endangered species or mm-hmm. more ubiquitous species. Mm-hmm. So uh, berberine is a, it also interesting that berberine has good effects on metabolism and on insulin resistance and blood sugar, yes. Yes. Um, which is, is a metformin-like effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the other one, uh, AR, is a little stronger. Some people don't tolerate it. It's got it. the essential oils. 
Well, I think rosemary, rosemary oregano, but, thyme, yeah, things and like that. very, very powerful that yeah, way because yeah. of. Uh, and we we will combine them sometimes to suppress the bacterial overgrowth in small intestinal mm-hmm. bacterial overgrowth, which is usually associated with uh, gas, bloating, diarrhea. Um, anyway, so you know, I mean, the first it's a the person really defined their question. Yeah, and can she take candibactin permanently? Her daughter. Now, Lenny's daughter has been having SIBO over and over and over and over again. So what's up with that? Rather than just take... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why is she getting SIBO over and over? Is she taking antibiotics? Does she have a crappy diet? Is she... She was taking antibiotics to suppress the SIBO. Right. But maybe she was taking other antibiotics right. that were causing... Maybe she was taking acid blockers. She could also have uh, motility problems. Most, right. And that could cause... And we don't know anything about SIBO. diet. I presume this person sounds very astute that this, yeah. they would put uh, this child on a fat, low FODMAP yeah. diet. She doesn't mention diet at all. Okay. So well, that, that would be somewhere to explore. So it, let's presume that she is not following the diet, just taking... Just taking candibactin and antibiotics. Yes. Yeah. So what yeah. would be, explain the low FODMAP diet role. A low FODMAP diet is low in fermentable, fermentable oligosaccharides, uh, monosaccharides, and, uh, and po- uh, monosaccharides and polyols. What you do is remove those particular carbohydrates from the diet. They include things like sugar and gluten and milk, lactose. They also include beans, lentils. They also include... Uh, vegetables like uh, onions, garlic, asparagus, broccoli, Which mushrooms. Are sort of gassy foods. They're very gassy foods that are going to ferment. Mm-hmm. So you remove these foods mm-hmm. and then for a period of time because you want to be able to bring them back once right. the SIBO so, is so, gone. So let's clear up a misconception. Yeah. The FODMAP diet is not a low FODMAP diet. is not a lifetime no, it's not. Uh, prohibition. It's, I don't want you avoiding broccoli the rest of your life right. or garlic and onions and asparagus. And, but it's, it's a trial it's a of trial. this diet. Mm-hmm. And then you may to quiet the belly uh, down. attempt to reintegrate some of those foods and see which foods are yes. germane to that problem. Yeah. 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 And that's the point of a low FODMAP diet. Mm-hmm. For those with really intractable SIBO, the ultimate diet, in my in my experience, is the specific carbohydrate even diet. Even more, uh, even more, it goes even more restrictive. No grains, for, no grains at all. Right. So really, there's not even the non-gluten grains. No, mm-hmm. no quinoa, no millet, no rice, mm-hmm. none of those, because everything fermented. And again, there may be a road back, you know, for that. Yes. Uh, is that you know do that for a period of six months and then reintegrate yes. some foods. And it's not meant to again. You're not meant to be on it forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. It's take care of the cause of SIBO. So, Lene, for your daughter, it, it, it merits an investigation of her diet. Uh, any, any intake of taking a, 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 an H2 blocker, PPI, something like that, acid blockers, uh, if she's had GERD in the past, if she's taken other antibiotics early in her life that are causing this problem to not go away or become exacerbated. Well, you know, a poor diet all by itself will do it. Right. A poor diet all or, by or itself motility, will do it. Or motility, meaning the, or motility the issues. Uh, tendency for things to sometimes yeah. not move right. uh, through the intestinal tract. Uh, and That's more get time to get yeah. kind of, I want to say putrefied, but that's not the word I want yeah. to use. Putrefied is more associated with proteins. With, the li- with, the, with proteins and, and you know, and carbohydrate uh, yeah. degradation is fermentation. Fermentation, more, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. So that could be feeding bad bacteria, and that's right. a cause of SIBO. We're seeing more and more SIBO. 
I believe we're seeing more and more SIBO because there are more and more people taking your Asifex and your Protonics and your Prilosec, Nexium. I, let's throw in another one, glyphosate. Yeah. Glyphosate. Yep. Oh, Because yeah. it, it disrupts the intestinal uh, It flora. does, the yeah. microbiota. Yeah. yeah. And if that's disrupted, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to let uh, bad bacteria proliferate. Certainly, uh, you know... Uh, Artificially sweetened, you know, non-sugar sweeteners. Some people say, well, I'm not supposed to have sugar, so they find I'll drink as much, uh, you know, Diet Pepsi as I want. No, not good. It's going to disrupt the microbiome. Absolutely. Emulsifiers and various, you know, Yeah, and there are all kinds of things. There are even found in the new fake milks, your oat and rice milk and whatever. It's terrible. They've got, whether, you know, it used to be carrageenan, now it's gel and gum. What about guar? Guar gum, that's not terrible. Okay. Guar gum is okay. Okay. Especially those that are gluten-free. Right. Even stuff. It's even allowed, I believe, on specific carbohydrate diet. Okay. Guar gum, I think, is safe. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, but you got to be careful. you got to become an ingredient sleuth. So, so maybe a, a consult with the, uh, you know, it's tough to commute from Denmark to New York, yeah. especially these days. <laughs> right, know? right. But we can Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. Exactly. And th- this person has a command of English. So, right, yeah. right. So, Lene, thank you very much for your very thoughtful question. We hope your daughter feels better soon. Yep. You don't want to be taking something as powerful as candibactin the rest of your life. Right. Would you agree to that, Dr. Yeah, I, I think so, because... Or know, at least it, we'd it, want to watch. It's antimicrobial. Yeah. And, um, you know, it could... Uh, eventually lead to an imbalance. Not necessarily. It's hard to know what some of these things might do long-term if there's a True. downside. True. Probably not a big downside, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, hypothetically, we'd like to get this kid off, you know, everything. Yes. Absolutely. Good point at which to pause because we want to uh, give a nod to one of our sponsors and allow them an opportunity to share some vital information with you. So here it goes. Did you know that olive oil is at its peak of flavor and nutrition right after it's fresh pressed at harvest time? That's why my favorite olive oil is delivered to me direct from the latest harvest, thanks to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and as a listener of Intelligent Medicine, you can try a bottle of their finest artisanal olive oil, normally $39, for just $1 with no obligation to buy anything else. I've been enjoying these harvest fresh olive oils for years. They are far and away the brightest, most lively, and flavorful olive oils I've ever tasted. Their antioxidants and polyphenols are off the charts because they're fresh from the harvest. They make store-bought olive oils taste dull and flat by comparison. Taste for yourself. Check out this generous trial offer and get your $39 bottle for a buck with no obligation to buy anything else. Visit MyFavoriteOliveOil.com. In my case, it truly is. MyFavoriteOliveOil.com myfavoriteoliveoil.com Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They will make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to our questions. This is from Susan. This has been a very stressful year. I've been beating back reflux with diet changes and endorphin. That's great, Susan. The tipping point came when I tripped, broke my kneecap. Ooh. And was told to take an aspirin. It's like, like what the mob does to you. They break your kneecaps. <laughs> they come and break your kneecaps. Right. I'm it's, sure that didn't happen to Susan. <laughs> self-inflicted mob hit. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. The tipping point came when I tripped, broke my kneecap, and was told to take an aspirin each day to avoid blood clots. <laughs> oh, no. After six days of aspirin, I had a very bad gastritis attack 
with vomiting. Oh, see, this is the thing with this aspirin. And extreme uh, dizziness. They, they, and it, it applies also to some people who take aspirin prophylactically for cardiovascular yeah. disease. It, some people are very sensitive to aspirin. Other people tolerate very well. Yes. We saw, you know, a cyclist uh, yesterday who had some, you know, heart arrhythmias and... Uh, his, his doctor told him to take uh, some aspirin. He takes aspirin. And I said, are you okay with that? And he's, yeah, fine. And he takes the 325, not right. even the baby aspirin. He's got like a cast iron stomach or something. He, he does. He, he does. does, yeah. yeah. Well, Susan says, I eventually felt better, but my stomach hurt. I waited a few weeks and finally called my doctor who prescribed omeprazole. What, what else are we is talking new? about? Prilosec, yeah, right, right, right. all that. I am taking one a day for two weeks to try to let my stomach heal. Got to do and that. And if gotta the pain comes back, gotta, yeah. Got to do that. Yeah. If the pain comes back after that time, I'm in for an endoscopy. Do you have any thoughts? Well, you I mean, you definitely have some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. W- let's talk about it. Sure, sure, sure. So, okay, take the omeprazole for the two weeks. Right. And then see how you feel. And if your stomach still hurts, go get an endoscopy. See what's going right. on. And then the other, the natural things. That the natural things we could take. She's already taking endofin. Oh, she takes. You've, she's already taking endofin. She's going to need DGL. Okay. Or maybe lots, more DGL. Lots, lots of, DG. of DGL. The thing that uh, I think people do sometimes with DGL, they take it like a regular supplement, like one twice daily. No, you need like six, you need like eight, six ten, or, twelve. Exactly. You it's need hard, to chew on them. It's hard to overdose on it's them. It's hard to do- overdose. They're like little lozenges exactly. and they coat the esophagus and the mm-hmm. stomach very effective for inflammation yes 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 so you and have to the take way, therapeutic doses the, of the, the uh omeprazole does nothing for inflammation no. it just cuts the acid so cut the acid and use some anti-inflammatories that works really well together yeah it's, it's like a one-two punch for getting rid of your yes. uh, inflamed mucosa mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and not anti-inflammatories like aspirin <laughs> um, yeah. right and this is it's a cautionary tale. This person just does, it doesn't agree with them. Yeah. And um, yeah. I have the same thing with NSAIDs. Ah. Um, I can take aspirin. Non steroidal anti inflammatory right. drugs. So, like, if I have aspirin, I've had like you know, some injuries, I had some knee problems a couple of years ago, and um, I, I just don't tolerate, uh, you know, uh, you know, what are some popular NSAIDs? You know, uh, ibuprofen. Yes. Uh, call it what you will. Naproxen. Uh, naproxen. Uh, I immediately feel a sensation of heartburn. And I never have heartburn. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I take one of those pills, it is, I'm very reactive to it. Wow. Yeah. And um, other people just, you know, take like three times a day, no problem. I yeah. take one, I'm done. You know. Very close friend of mine for his knee arthritis, another knee problem was told by his orthopedist to take, uh, like, you know, six Advil every day, eight Advil every day. He wound up in the hospital with a GI bleed. Yes. With an ulcer. Yeah. He literally passed out. Right. You know, this is um, this is the anniversary, let's see, in 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduated from med school, and then I went to that same year to my medical residency in internal medicine. Mm-hmm. And so the n- n- newbie doctors arrive on the scene. It's usually July 1st is yeah. the day. So I think I was on duty like July 2nd or something, or maybe the 4th maybe the fourth of July, which is kind of a mayhem night. And a guy comes in. I remember him. He's like a big African-American man, like mm-hmm. really a strong-looking guy. And he is vomiting blood, vomiting blood. And I oh, get the history. And I get the history is that the guy had like, I don't know, like back pain or something like that. And he started taking some over-the-counter, not really an inflammatory drug. Yeah. And he 
developed a GI bleed. And I swear, I spent uh, like half the night pumping out the blood, you know, oh. with an NG tube from this guy and transfusing him unit after unit after unit of blood. Wow. He was in church and he passed out because wow. he was, he had uh, the, so the much bleeding. GI bleeding. Yeah. He, he just, his blood pressure went to nil. So the, the, the long story short is, um, okay, we saved him. We, you know, we, we fixed his bleeding and we, you know, but he developed hepatitis because in those days there was no screening for hepatitis C and a lot of the donated blood had hepatitis oh, C. Right. So he developed hepatitis C. It was devastating. Uh, he ended up, by the time he was discharged from the hospital, because I got to know this guy really well because he was in the hospital for like two or three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a, he was just a shrunken version of his former self because he'd lost so much weight mm. uh, from the debilitation and mobilization and the hepatitis and, you know, he turned oh, his eyeballs turned yellow. And this was my initiation into in oh, the world goodness. of, of well, medical mayhem. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All for just taking an over-the-counter thing. Yeah. Scary, right? Yeah. yeah. And that happens thousands and thousands of People times People have to... People have to read the, the the packet inserts and the black box label warnings but, and. But it's e- even regardless, they even taking it as prescribed. It can yes. do that. Yes, exactly. It's not like you overdose on yeah. it. Taking it as prescribed, and it can be insidious. Yeah. It can sometimes cause a lot of pain, and as a warning sign, or sometimes it can be silent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. You wouldn't know. But but nutritional supplements, they want to take them off the market, you know, because they're dangerous. Right. Oh boy! Right, right. Meanwhile, what is what is the number a year? Over two hundred thousand people die from taking their prescribed medication. Not ODing, but I think it was the statistic is like a, like the equivalent of a fully loaded seven forty seven crashing every day. Wow! You know, is the is what well, happens a in a year? Yeah, that's impactful. Yeah. Okay. We have time for one more question. Okay. Let's see here. We have, oh, I just heard an advertisement. This is from Sylvia. For type 1 collagen, which promoted this as the best collagen for the joints. Previously, I've been told that denatured type 2 collagen, like UC2, is beneficial for joints. Can anything taken orally affect the joints? I'm a long-time listener. I value your judgment. What say you about the form of collagen would be beneficial for knees? It's the UC2, the type 2 collagen, which yeah, it is was, normally prescribed. Uh, it was actually um, discovered by a very prominent rheumatologist at, um, mm-hmm. at Harvard mm-hmm. uh, who came up with the idea that type 2 collagen uh, could have sort of a blocking effect on... It's like a decoy molecule, and it sort of decoys the immune system away or tolerizes the immune system yeah. to collagen so that the, the immune system doesn't attack collagen. So, um, um, you know, I think type 2, uh, the, the, what, the way you distinguish is that type 2 is the kind that forms your cartilage. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of... Which is, um, which is best for joints. I mean, So type, type 1 may be more for the hair, skin, nails, and yeah. bones. Yeah. Uh, type 2 is more for joint and cartilage health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
But Sylvia, take your type 2 collagen, good for your joints, and, you know, make yourself some soup and broth. You're getting all kinds all, of collagen. All kinds, kinds of collagen. All kinds. Yeah. You're getting the whole matrix. Right. So I, I do think that there's some bona fides for, you know, we're, we have a lot of collagen structures in our body, you know, our yes. skin, our hair, our nails, our bones, mm-hmm. uh, and, of course, the articular surfaces of our joints. Yes. Um, so, um, yep. You know, mm-hmm. and not to mention the the beneficial effects on the GI tract. Yeah, you know absolutely. the healing effects of collagen on the GI tract right. helps with that as well. And you're getting the glutamine, the L-glutamine, in your broths and things like that uh, as well. The amino acid that the GI tract prefers for repair, repair and rejuvenation. I think that the type uh, mm-hmm. one is more economical. Hmm. You know, and type 2 is a little bit, um, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, Sylvia, thank you very much for that question. Okay. Take okay, well, collagen. that's all the time that we have for today's edition of Q&A with Layla, part of our uh, Intelligent Medicine podcast series. You can... Find our podcasts. Uh, well, if you found this, you probably can find them all. Find them at drhoffman.com. Click on the listen button. Yes. And we've got uh, a wide assortment of podcasts mm-hmm. uh, archived there. And don't forget to send your questions to radio program at aol.com. Yeah. Keep those questions coming because they're fodder for this discussion, which we will do again next week. Happy yourselves a great Fourth of July holiday. Yes. Enjoy. Celebrate uh, some liberty. Freedom. Celebrate uh, our, uh, uh, you know, our escape from lockdown. Yes. Because uh, last year was a lot different uh, situation than this year. And uh, this year we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. All right. So gather friends, family, and uh, enjoy uh, the uh, holiday. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Thanks, Layla. Thank you, Dr. Hoffman. And this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212 212- Seven seven nine one seven four four. That's two one two seven seven nine one seven four four. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.